0: Today, we're in ether, ether 12 today, and we're talking about faith, faith and weakness and miracles and ether and profits and sacrifice. So when I was in the MTC. I was learning Korean, and uh, we had our branch president. His name was Rex Carlson. He was he was mission president for a while in Korea, and just he was just a fun guy to be around. <laughs> We just really enjoyed our time with President Carlson. And I remember one time he was talking about, you know, Korean's hard language, but English is also really hard language. And he brought up the, the word run. He said, have you ever looked at how many meaning, how many different meanings the word run has? And I never thought about it, but then he, then he goes on, he says, he just started spouting off. He's like, you run to school, you, you know, you're running late, your wife runs your life, you know? And he just goes on and on with all these, these different um, definitions of the word run, run. And I'd never like realized that wow that's that would be really frustrating for an english language learner to have this one word has a hundred different meanings and every language has those so it's not like english is a standout but uh, it really struck me that you can have more than one meaning per word and i think that's definitely the case with faith and oftentimes i think that our definition of faith can be a little cloudy or a little gray because there's there's multiple definitions of faith, and I wanted to to dive into that today, and hopefully provide some clarity on what exactly faith is and what it's not, and or or depending on the definition, right? So you have in Ether twelve six, you have one of the big three faith scriptures, I call them. So you have Ether twelve six, Alma thirty two twenty one, and and Hebrews one, where they 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 give very succinct clear definitions of what faith is. And I think the way the prophets define faith in these scriptures, at least, and the way that we often define faith in our everyday lexicon, everyday language is very different. Um, I know growing up when we talked about faith or the faithful, I would make it synonymous with someone that's righteous, right? Someone that is following the commandments and obedient, And I think there's an element to that, but as I've gotten older and dove into the scriptures more and seen more examples of faith, I've started to see it as a much more nuanced term. And nuanced in this way, I think that there's, there's two types of faith. There's the faith of a noun, and there's the faith of a verb. And it's very important to differentiate or delineate between those two meanings. And I, I would even say they're opposite. And so it's very dangerous to mix them up. Faith as a noun, you know, we, we say you have, there's the Christian faith, the Buddhist faith, you know, the, the Islamic faith. We, we define those as a, as a noun, right? Uh, a group, a system of tenets, a, a collection of believers, and that, that's a noun, right? Or in, that's very close to the faithful, right? The faithful are people that believe or follow certain tenets of that faith. And so, a lot of times, when people say, "Hey, that person's really faithful," what they're really saying is that person obeys or follows, like, the the belief, right? The system's a belief, whatever they may be, whether it's Christian, you know, Buddhist, Confucianism, whatever. And that, unfortunately, I think has skewed our view of what faith, as defined by the prophets in the Book of Mormon, and the Old Testament, the New Testament, meant because at least as I read it in the English version, and maybe I should have done more more, uh, research on the the Greek and Hebrew, but as I read it, it's a verb. And I think that is very, very, very different from the noun faith or faithful. And it drastically, for me at least, has changed how I've approached the faith, (laughs) how I've approached uh, striving to follow the gospel. So let's dive in. So we have Ether 12, 6. And it says, and Now I'm grown, I would speak somewhat concerning these things. I would show unto the world that faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Okay, so faith is, is hope for things, right? It's, it's an active verb. Wherefore, dispute not because you see not for you. receive no witness until after the trial of your faith, right? And so he's explaining that, you know, faith isn't this passive thing. It's something you hope for. And you don't have a confirmation for yet. And then Alma explains the same thing. And now, as I have said concerning faith, faith is not to have a perfect knowledge. It's not something static. It's something dynamic. Therefore, if you have faith, you hope for things which are not seen, which are true. Okay, and then you have this last one, Hebrews 11, one, it reads, and now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, how can you have evidence of things not seen? Well, I'm not gonna dive into that because Alma does a way better job. You can read Alma 32. 20 for how that is an evidence of things not seen but faith so if you read all those there's something that comes out is faith is something that's moving it's something dynamic it's not something static and so who are the faithful then (laughs) in this new active verb definition as and i guess i started to really realize this on my missions because i saw people that had come from a non-Christian religious, religious tradition and felt something stir inside of them when they, when they heard the gospel and made drastic changes in their life to be obedient. Not out of some, like, this is going to make me better, this is going to make me more prosperous or even happier, but just out of pure integrity of this feels right, I need to follow it. And then I saw members of the church who were good people. No distraction from that. Righteous people who were very static. Who followed the laws, who had a temple recommend. And, I, and I, guess, I guess in a sense, like holding a temple recommend or, or following the commandments, there's no static nature in that because it does take, it's like treading water, right? It, it does take energy to tread water. But I, for me, it's actually just as easy to swim as it is to tread, but maybe that's a good analogy. I you, actually, that, that I just thought about it on the spot. But I saw these other converts who were really like not just treading water, they're trying to make up ground. And I started to wonder, it's like in my, own, in my own life, how where am I treading water versus like trying to gain ground in faith, right? Like, am I just stuck in where i'm at even though i'm being righteous even though i'm being faithful by the definition of like i'm following the commandments but what am i being faith-filled in that i'm trying to get out of my comfort zone and and follow god's commandments that he continues to give through revelation and through the holy ghost instead of just following this like set commandments Right, and so I want to be really careful here because I think it's it can it's it's it strays into the realm of like judging others. Right, we don't want to judge other people. We don't know the struggles they're going through. Um, but I definitely know in my life there's times where it's like you know what I'm pretty content where I'm at. I don't want to try more. And so if I have that in my life, I'm pretty sure there's other people that have that in theirs too, right? Because we want to be comfortable. We want certainty in our life. We're human beings. Like that's what we want, right? But God, what he's saying here is like, actually, that's not the ideal. You need to be striving for something more. And then this is the important part. He gives examples. He shows, he's like in Ether 12, Moroni here, gives examples of faith. You know, Nephi and Lehi, you know, and Ami, like Ammon. And he goes on and God gives examples. And then Paul does the same in the Hebrews. He gives examples of faith. And each of those examples shows someone, an individual that was in a stressful or hard situation, relied on God, and there was a miracle manifest. And for the longest time in my life, I stopped there. And I thought that's what faith is. You know, so I I got past the the okay faith is just following the commandments. I got okay faith is actively trying to follow new commandments, <laughs> new revelation, new you know getting out of your comfort zone. I thought, wow, that's a big step forward, you know. And then the next step was, well, faith is following the commandments to the point of you receive answers to those prayers, and I thought that was faith. And then. I got another splash of cold water in the face. Revelation, whatever you want to call it. As I was reading Hebrews, because well, I wasn't actually reading Hebrews. I was actually experiencing life, and uh, I started to realize that even though sometimes I exercised that faith, that like even though I had doubts and went for it anyway, things didn't turn out right. Like there was a couple experiences in my life where I like thought I was following the spirit, and maybe I was. And like life took a really nasty turn. It was really hard for my family and for me. And it was like, shoot, like I thought I was faithful. And then I remember getting a blessing that said you were faithful. And I was really confused. I was like, well, I read the scriptures here and I tried the whole faith thing. And uh, yeah, I didn't get blessed like these guys. So something must be broken. (laughs) Something must be wrong. And for whatever reason, I had never like remember reading this, but it came to my mind. It's like, that's not faith. Like go back to Hebrews 11. So I went back to Hebrews 11 and I started reading it. Instead of just stopping at Hebrews 11 one and reading through like these examples of faith, I kept reading and uh, like Paul's on a roll, you know, and, and in verse 33, he's like, he's talking about all these, these great examples of faith. He's like faith, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stop the mouths of lions. I was like, yeah, see, like, that's what faith does. Like, that's the results of faith. Quenched fire, you know, escaped from the sword. Out of weakness, remained strong. Waxed valiant in the fight. Turned to fight armies of aliens. Women's received their, their dead raised to life. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. And that slapped me right in the face. I don't know how I had missed that. read the scripture a lot. And there it is right there in writing. And I stopped me right in the tracks. Whoa, 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 faith isn't getting what you want. Faith isn't finding out that your miracles were given. I, I thought like, you know, I'm reading here in Ether. It's like, you know, so you need to receive a witness after you try your faith. And then Paul over here saying, you don't necessarily are going to get a witness in the in in the form of deliverance. And I was kind of shocked. And it keeps reading. And others had trial. This is verse 36. Of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of earth. And all these obtained a good report through faith, received, not the promise. And then verse 40, I'm not really sure what this means. It's going to take me a while to think about it, but it says, God having provided some better for us, some better for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. But that not accepting deliverance really like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, faith isn't a moment. Faith isn't a Faith isn't a static definition or time you can, like, you meet. Faith is something that is moving. It's like a river. It's like water. There's, it's never ending. It's always flowing. And to think it's something else is to deny the definition of how, how of like, prophets have defined it. And that's tough. That's, like, a hard acceptance. Like... We all want to stop swimming. We all want the rest. We want just like Zion, right? We want Zion because Zion, if Zion comes, that means all this strife, this temptation, it's over. But that's not faith, right? I'm not saying it's not faith to not want Zion, but maybe we need to reevaluate our idea of Zion. Maybe it is a rest in some ways, but it's not a rest in others. You know, there, there's that story. I think it's Brigham Young or maybe Wilford Woodruff. I don't know who it was. I should look this up before. But um, they they have a vision. They go to heaven, and there's Brigham Young or Joseph Smith or there's these you know these church fathers, and they're working, and he goes. Weren't we? Weren't we supposed to be kind of just chilling, like resting? He wasn't. Didn't say that. It was like not as colloquial. It was a little more formal. Um, they're like, no, we have work to do. We have work to do. And that's the definition of faith. It's not something that's ending. It's something that's eternal, and that's God. And so, as we go about this week, and yeah put your head down and work and do everything. There's gonna come a time where you think, man, it'd be really nice just to have it over with. And I know I'm gonna think, even with like this concept of faith on my head, I still want those times. What I'm learning is to reframe my reality and to be okay with it not being over with, being okay with constant work and finding joy in the journey, not in the destination.